The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Do you think you have control over your life? Well, that's what we're going to be discussing today on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. How is everybody out there? I am Vincent Jenna, and I'm coming to you live from the cold Holly Springs, North Carolina. Yes, we've had 20 degree in the evening weather and getting as high as 36 or 40 or something like that. And we're expecting another big snowstorm that they said this past weekend was an absolute bust with some ice. And then it just all went away the next day. But we're supposed to get some snow. I'm only hoping for that. I've got my sled out and my shovel and my gloves. And um, well, actually not. I don't have a sled, but that's okay. We'll use a, a trash cover if we have to. That's what we did in the old days back in New York. We used the top of a, a metal garbage pail. Right. How many of you remember that we're dating ourselves? Right. (laughs) So welcome. And yes, today is going to be about do you have control over your life where it's very important to understand that. But I also always appreciate callers. And um, anytime you have a question, call in, call in with a question, with a concern, with a comment. I will um, always accept your calls. It's always wonderful to have live people. I have a caller waiting right now um, who I am going to go to. Very beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Such a beautiful name, Novella. Novella, welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Uh, Thank you for calling in. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. It's great to talk with you. Oh, well, I'm glad. But, But... you have no idea what I'm going to say to you. I hope you have the exact same feeling after I talk. <laughs> Go ahead. So what is your question for me? Um, my tech guy said that you have a question for me this today. Yes, my, my question is um, I am moved 3,000 miles away from California, so I'm your neighbor in Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, last year, and um, we have a family situation, nasty, probate, all kinds of legal stuff, and, and I'm the personal representative who's kind of stuck in the middle with this, but we're not moving forward. It seems like there's no control on any side, so today's topic was perfect. Oh, uh, wow. So any, any advice from the other side? Because 
I'm just kind of sitting here twiddling my thumbs, and it's gotten very dark and very nasty, and that's not, not a good way to start your year. No, it's not. But what it is bringing to a head novella that I'm feeling right away is issues that were unresolved from the get-go, from the very beginning. And so there was a lot of family um, hidden emotions, shall we say, amongst you all um, uh, dealing with your own lives. And it stems all the way back from when you were growing up, actually. And and the feelings that each of you um, had. You said siblings. Is, is part of this involving siblings? No, actually, it's involving my father's family. And it's my aunt who passed away. Um, and my cousins, who are all in my age group, have all passed away. So they're fighting over an estate. A lot of these people I don't really know very well. Um, but I've had to come in and clean up a mess. All right. So I'm curious, though, because siblings are coming up. Are they your siblings or are they your um, are they the cousins that are siblings that are causing problems? Yeah, there's there's cousins. Um, my okay. aunt's children were all passed away. So there's a lot of cousins in drama with that. Cousins in drama with that. OK. All right. Well, I'm, I definitely knew that there were siblings. I was just wondering whether they were yours. Um, it is a very difficult situation that you're the one that happens to be involved in it. And what you're going to have to do as a piece of advice from the other side is step away and let it resolve itself. So basically, even if you're in charge, let them do onto themselves what they're going to do, but don't let them pull you into it or pull you down. You just say yes when you can and no when you can. Um, and, And not feel responsible for having to make everybody happy it definitely was a big dysfunction um i'm trying to see if um who is here okay so you said there were a couple of cousins that were deceased as well as your aunt um but there's also the parents your your um a mom's parent your mom's mom um so your grandmother on that, I know would be she's talking about issues on that side of the family to start with. Okay, so you've had issues with that side of the family for a while. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and it kind of is what I, I guess kept you distant, shall we say? Yes. Yeah. It. Um. It. It. It's always been a problem when when people don't go and resolve their own issues. And it's not until circumstances like this that you see them coming to a head. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so so you're doing the best that you can, which I find really interesting. Like, weren't why wasn't one of the the nuclear family members or somebody closer to that side of the family the one put in charge. I'm not, I'm not feeling that you needed to be put in charge. It was like you, there was a desire to have you in charge. Um, my aunt who passed away had three sons and they all passed away before her um, right. for various reasons. Um, my father um, is 84, so he's not able to do it. And other people don't um, qualify to take care of the estate. I was a paralegal and a probation officer, so I have the legal background to do it. 
Well, you have a legal background, but if you think about it, most families don't have somebody in it that has a legal background. I'm having a feeling that your aunt um, was trusting you more than and the rest of her family. Yes, I would. I would agree. Yeah. So, so <laughs> therefore, you have to make the final decision and just back away and just like, okay, guys, you're going to fight about this. Go ahead. You let me know when you're done. Go ahead and play. Basically, because it's not going to get any better and then just make the final decisions of what you feel is right. And and you can only go ba based on that. Go by your inspiration. And, and I just I keep getting trust yourself. Don't trust them. OK, perfect. And that's exactly what I've been doing. And just kind of there's a lot of infighting and I've been trying to stay out of it because it really doesn't have anything to do with me. It, it, no. it doesn't. Can I ask you yeah. a question? Because in last comment that's being made by somebody over here who stepped in a female is talking about when you were younger, a special candy that she had or that she had in the house that you liked. Who, what was that? Hmm. Do you remember that? A oh, sweet that or something? I remember. That, well, I, yeah, I like sweets in general, but at my aunt's house, it was pie. <laughs> it was always pie. Oh, it was sweet pie. Okay, at your yep. aunt's house. It wasn't candy, but it was sweet pie. Okay, I got sweets. So that's what she was giving me is some kind of sweets. I go to the candy instead of pie. So uh, just so that you know, so that's why I went with candy first. Um, but yeah, but she's just saying, it just let that validate that you just need to do what your heart tells you to do. Okay, Novella? All right. Well, that, that helps tremendously. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. It. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. You take care now. All right. We'll see. Now, that is a perfect example of control. We need to talk about that and control you don't think you have. Um, one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is I heard not recent, you know, not too long ago, you know, some people um, talk about that. You just don't have any control. We don't. And if you think you have control over your life, you don't. You just leave it in spirit's hands. Spirit and the universe will guide you the entire way and will take over everything. And um, and and obviously they're talking about when they refer to the universe, they're also referring to the fact that your soul is part of the universe. So so therefore, your soul is is also attempting to guide you. But do you just give it over and give it up? We talked about surrender a lot um, only because I believe that there's a great misconception. And so it ties in greatly with this concept of being in control. You know, um, and there's different um, memes and 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 quotes of, of people, of of authors and spiritual teachers, psychologists. You know, you can only control yourself, right? You can only control your own choices. You can't control anything else in life. You can't control others. How many times have you heard that? You can't control others. Don't try to control others. You know, and then on the same token, you always hear this motivational phrase about take control of your life, take control of yourself. So obviously, there are things that uh, most people believe that you can control. You can control your emotions. But I'm talking about controlling the outcomes of your life, your destiny, your purpose, Things like that. I'm talking about outer things. Obviously, you can control what you eat, 
You can control what you think. You also can control what you believe and feel. Those are all controllable things in your hands. But what else can you control? Can you control anything else in life? Well, we hear about the law of attraction. So manifesting must have something to do with your control. But then again, there are those that say, no, you can't control that either. Because how many times have you wanted something that hasn't come to pass? Or you didn't want something that did come to pass, that something out of your hands must be controlling that. I hear that a lot. I'm not going to control, try to control my life. I'm going to let um, the universe and God. And as soon as I let go and just accept wherever the universe wants to take me and I just go with it, I'm happier. I've heard that many times by spiritual teachers, even spiritual leaders. You know, let God, God knows better than you. God's going to take you to a better place. <laughs> you, th- you think you know what you're supposed to do, and you think you know where you're supposed to go, but you don't. God does. The universe does. Let God take control. The, yeah, Carrie Underwood sings a wonderful song. Jesus, take the wheel. And I didn't think she was referring to actually driving in a car. You know, unless she was driving one of those um, automatic driving Teslas. But no, she's talking about figuratively, Jesus, take the wheel, take control of my life. You take over. You tell me what to do, where to go, the choices to make. There's a lot of that. You know, how to let control of your life. Let go, let God. Oh, there's a ton of phrases. There's a ton of those understandings, right? And how many of you, I I, I want you, obviously, I can't see by a raising of hands, but I can feel out there in the universe, all you listeners, how many of you listening believe you do not have 100% control of your life? I'm not even going to put less than a number of that on. And if you don't believe that you have 100% control of your life, what, what percentage do you believe you have? 50%? Up at 20% maybe. Well, only 10%. Ooh, that's terrible. 80% control. Well, that's better. That sounds better, right? You've got 80% control of your life. And the rest is God. 70% and the rest is God. What portion is universe controlling your life and what portion are you controlling your life? What portion is your soul controlling your life? And should it be? Should your soul be controlling your life? I, I just, you know, I have a hard time with those questions. I have a hard time with those people, not with them personally, but they're with their beliefs about control. That's the reason why I'm having the show today is because it's really important to understand whether you have control or not. Is this an illusion? We, We talk about everything in life as being an illusion. So is it an illusion that you're actually controlling your own life? Are we the, in the, the matrix? 
If anybody has um, seen The Matrix, you understand what I'm talking about. Any of those who are listening who've never seen the movie The Matrix, The Matrix is the idea that there is a, a robotic brain and system that is controlling all life and is actually, when you're walking around and wherever you are and you see your homes, your cityscape, the parks, the trees, everything, that that actually is a visual image that's being portrayed to you when in fact, all the humans are being contained somewhere and isolated and being fed this information, but the robot brain is actually in control of everything. That's what the matrix is about. And of course, some people and some heroes discovered that that's what's going on and wants to wake everybody up to the fact that they're being controlled by a robot. So could that be going on here? Are we being controlled by a robot, by God? God being the, the, the robot idea? Is God playing with us and controlling all that we do? Or should we be allowing God to control all that we do? Would it be easier? A lot of people say it's easier. Ah, my life has become so free as soon as I let go of desires. As soon as I let go of my own desires, my own dreams, it doesn't even Buddhism, isn't Buddhism based on the concept of letting go of desires? Desires causes suffering. Wow. God, I must be getting it totally wrong then. I've been totally wrong in either what I'm teaching you or how I'm living my life. I kind of had to believe that I should be going after what I want and what I desire, what I dream of, that I create the dream. Well, who creates the dream then? Who creates the inspiration? Okay, so so um, Einstein said, tell me what God is thinking, the details I don't need to know. So maybe we're supposed to wait until we get an inspiration. And that inspiration is God telling us, here, do this next. You'll enjoy it. Oh, okay, I'll do this next, whatever you say. So it it sounds good. I don't necessarily think it sounds reasonable, but I'll say it sounds good to think that there's something else in control. And that if we give over to the higher self, the God force, spirit, the universe, Yahweh, Elohim, whatever you want to call it, that will be all better off. You'll be better off. You'll be happier. You'll have less conflict and strife. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll walk around in flip-flops and robes again on, you know, in sandy beach places. And I guess maybe is, is that what we're supposed to achieve by letting go? You know, I know some people, you know, became ill. And it's so interesting when your beliefs begin to change or alter. And certainly any crisis in your life can alter your belief systems. Can the crisis 
in your life alter them in a good way, just the same as they can alter them in a negative way? What do you think? Both, right? Yeah, we've seen people who've gone through crises, and when they come out of it, they're better people, and they have a better concepts of life and beliefs now, and they're achieving different things after coming out of that crisis, no matter what it is, whether it is a some kind of physical ailment and a disability or a loss of some kind. There's many stories about that coming out of the crises and, and um, really evolving and growing and thriving. And then there's also many stories of those who went in the opposite direction and they became more negative and fearful and angry and resentful, right? We see those people. We see that on the earth today. We see those that are happy and trying to help others and then those who are angry and trying to hurt others. So a crisis of any kind, a trauma, a suffering, of any kind can cause either a positive growth or a negative decline. So if something happens to you and all of a sudden you're changing your beliefs, I would really assess those beliefs. Now, depending upon your background, typically if you're, got a negative background in your belief systems and you know everything is negative or black you never see the white you never see light you don't see the positive then of course any crisis you're going to have you're going to come to another negative place but what happens if you are a positive person to start with and maybe you're very enlightened also you're an enlightened person and a crisis happens in your life, can you automatically assume then that the belief systems you're going to have about the crisis are going to be positive? Is it possible that you can develop negative beliefs from the crisis, but paint them positive? Make them feel positive? Isn't the brain capable of creating any kind of defense mechanism? So, so not to lose your spiritual background and belief system, isn't it possible that you go through a crisis and now you come out the other end with a new set of beliefs about life, but they still sound positive, but they've gone more to the negative side. So let's use control as an example. So say you have dreams and goals and you're moving forward in your life and you're achieving them and you got ups and downs. Obviously, we're in this physical world. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be blocks. You know, maybe some things that you thought were going to happen didn't happen. And now a crisis occurs. And you come out the other end believing, oh, if you think that you have control over anything, you don't. I'm, I'm totally at peace with the idea that I don't have control over anything. The universe and God just takes over. That's what happens. And, and, and I'm going with that, and I believe that. And I'm not worried about my desires or dreams or purpose or anything like that, because we don't have control over that. I don't believe we have control over that. 
Isn't it possible to come to that conclusion, even though you're sounding good, but it still comes from a negative place? It's negative to believe you don't have control. Okay, that's not a positive concept. I don't have control over my life. I don't care how you want to look at it. There's nothing positive about that statement. So some kind of crisis or trauma can actually turn your beliefs around. Now, now here's the other part of that. If you had a foundation of true beliefs, will a crisis or trauma turn the beliefs around or help to reinforce the beliefs? Think about that for a moment. If you have a firm foundation of positive beliefs, will a crisis turn those beliefs negative or shake them at all? Ooh, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Well, an answer that I hear right away is, well, we're only human. So, yeah, so our belief systems can really be rattled. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about a tremor. I'm talking about an 8.2 earthquake. You know, can you really experience an earthquake in your belief systems if your belief systems are strong enough? No. Think about that. Now, I'm making you, I want you to think about that stuff. Because when we come back on the other side of the commercial break that we're approaching, we're going to talk about your control over your life. We're going to talk about your belief systems and how your belief systems feed into your control. They go hand in hand, right? So just ask yourself that. Should my beliefs be really rattled and changed with a crisis? Or will I truly know what I believe in when a crisis occurs? Well, just look at the pandemic and look at what's happened in your life around the situation the past couple of years, and that can help you decide. So when we come back, we're going to definitely be talking talking about control because it's very important for you to understand what control you have and if you have no control over something what that is we're going to talk about that so hang with me stay here this is the stop stopping yourself show and that's what i talk about how to stop stopping yourself this is vincent jenna psychic therapist and medium spiritual teacher and author Hang with me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. We'll talk to you in just a couple of minutes. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. 
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. And if you are just joining me, we are talking about whether you have control of your life or not, or whether the universe is controlling it or should be controlling it, or whether God is controlling it or should be controlling it, whatever you want to see it as. I know that there's many, many people in the field of spirituality and metaphysics who believe that you should just surrender. There's that word surrender. God, it's just, you know, if a criminal or police officers can say surrender, I don't like using that word myself at all in anything. Surrender, otherwise we'll kill you. But, you know, that, that has such a bad connotation. Surrender. Surrender over to God, you menial lowlife, you. What do you know about life? What do you know about making choices and being in control? You can't be in control of your life. We have to be in control. Haven't we heard that over and over again since the beginning of time? Hasn't the church some religions attempt to control because they didn't believe that we could be in control of such information. Isn't that why they hid even the book of mysticism and Judaism, the Kabbalah or the Kabbalah? They hid it because they felt only the most intelligent, wisest, and evolved rabbis should be privy to such magical information. All, all of that information. Doesn't the government believe that we shouldn't be 100% in control of our lives because we don't know what we're doing? Now, now we've taken that attitude into our spiritual realm by telling us you shouldn't be controlling your life. Go with the flow. That's another. Oh, God, that just came to me. I was just reminded. Thank you, guys. I'm thanking, I'm thanking my, my spirit tribe. They said, oh, don't forget to say go with the flow. Yes, go with the flow. Yes, go with the flow. But, matter of fact, I just heard pick those oars up. Man, it feels so good to pick the oars up in the boat and just stick it in the boat and go where that flow is, man. You just go with it right? You're supposed to go with it. Who here has ever gone rafting, river rafting? I can't see your hands, but think about it. Have you ever been on a river? Whether it be in a rowboat, a kayak, or a a river raft. You know, one of those big giant river rafts with about six to ten people in them, and you're going down the rapids, Have you ever just done that? Have you ever just floated anywhere? Where did you go? What happened? Didn't you crash into the sides of the river, the riverbanks? It was just pushing you forward. It wasn't directing you out of the way of trouble or in the path and direction you wanted to go. And certainly if the river divided, you had no choice as to where the river flow was going to take you. Now, if you've ever been 
uh, riding rapids as I have, different level rapids too, you would never get into that raft without an oar. You would be really foolish and putting your life on the line. You have to paddle it to direct it because the flow could be really, really strong. And if it comes off uh, to a couple of rocks there, man, you can go crashing right into the rocks. Is that what you want to do? You want to go crashing into the rocks? Well, I guarantee you, if you pick those oars up and you keep floating through life, you're going to crash somewhere. This isn't about letting go. This is about taking more control, not less control of your life. Yes, you can choose to come in to have an easy breezy life and do nothing and go with the flow and leave. And when you get to the other side, you'll evaluate what you've learned. Well, it was easy. Well, 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 at times it was easy. Sometimes I got sick, but I expected I was supposed to. You know, sometimes I lost my job, but I expected that that's what God wanted for me. You know, or I did some other work that um, even though I didn't like it and it wasn't fulfilling, but it was the only thing available. So I assumed that that's what God wanted for me. Oh, I hear those people. Those I'm not making this up. I wouldn't be saying it if I didn't hear it before. And I've heard worse. I guess he was meant to die. She was meant to die. God wanted him or her. God took them back. All of these things we come up with in an attempt to cope with our inequities, with our weaknesses, with what we think is wrong and feel bad about ourselves. Because we don't want to say, holy crap, I thought I was doing enough work and I wound up having a heart attack. Right? I was thinking that. When I did have a heart attack, I told you about that. I'll share it again. I was getting a pain in my chest. I stopped walking. The pain went away. I immediately went, damn it. No way. No way. Don't tell me. I had a Jesus come to God meeting. A come to Jesus meeting with God. I used his son against him. And I said, you don't. Don't you tell me I'm having a heart attack. I've done too much work. So I understand the feeling. And I, I wasn't hearing the response back saying, you'll be okay, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. So I, I took steps. I took them a little bit longer than I should have. I'm very fortunate that I created a real large spiritual bank account because when I had my heart attack, it turned out to be a 99% blockage in a major artery off of my widow maker, which is the major artery going through your heart. You've got one major artery. If that gets blocked, it's a very good chance that you will not survive the heart attack. Those people that you hear of that have one heart attack instantaneously die, it's usually because they're 
the widow maker. That's why they call it the widow maker. So the art, there's an artery that comes off of that, which is another big division of that artery. And I had a hundred, a 99% blockage in that artery. I had a heart attack and absolutely no damage, none. So it was okay. And so I got upset over the fact that I was having that. So I understand that even when you're a spiritual teacher and a leader and you're following this, even if you're not specifically a teacher or a leader, you're just following this path and then something happens to you. Yes, it goes, makes you go, oh my God, am I really going to have to go through this? I, but I'm so good. I've done so much work. I thought the law of attraction and your healing ability, I thought I wouldn't go through anything like this. And so in order to compensate for that feeling, you could very easily turn around and say, well, I have no control. I'm not supposed to have control. It's okay. And look, I came out on the other side. It could have been worse, but I had no control during that, that the whole thing happened. So obviously we don't have control. I'm going to surrender over to God because it makes it better anyway. Yada, 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 all those excuses rather than taking responsibility. The responsibility is okay, okay, which is what I did. All right. How did I cause the heart attack? Well, I knew right away. As soon as I asked the question, I knew right away. And so you can't be afraid to ask the question when you feel you've been out of control. But I will tell you this. You are in 100% control. Yes. And you are also in control of other people. And if you don't believe me, do a test. I challenge you to test that theory. I challenge you to walk up to a person, call them an asshole, See how that person responds. And then the next day, walk up to a different person and tell them, wow, you really look great today. I just want to let you know that just in case somebody else doesn't. And see how that person responds. Or buy him a cup of coffee. Or just say hello. Happy New Year. Have a great day and see how that person responds. And then come back and tell me that you have no control over another person. The love, the amount of love you give to somebody changes them. The amount of compassion you give to somebody changes them. It feeds them. Of course you have control over other people and even how they're going to respond to you. And if you are involved with people who are abusing you, you're controlling that too. You've attracted them to you from a pattern of belief. I've had so many clients constantly telling me that they keep attracting these guys, these women that abuse them that criticize them, that judge them. And I'm like, as soon as I go into their childhoods, 
And that, that's all the experience growing up from their own parents or, or other adults in their lives. They're replicating the pattern. They believe in that in themselves. I deserve to be criticized. I deserve to be abused. And they keep attracting abusers. Of course you're in control. Otherwise, we would all be victims, okay? We're, we're, we're not victims. We've got to get over the victim mentality here. You want to grow in life? You've got to get over the victim mentality. There's, well, here, let me correct that. There is a victim to you. You are a victim of yourself, all right? If you want to believe in victimization, you are a victim of yourself. Nothing else, no one else. You're a victim of the way you believe about yourself. Because you're going to set yourself up or you're going to create wonderful things. But you're completely in 100% control. So why would we be in control? Why should we be in control of everything? So spiritually, if our purpose is to come to earth, to discover who we really are and all we know, because that is the truth of it. We were created. We were given all of this knowledge and wisdom, or we took it with us, even though there were some things that we shouldn't have dived into until we were capable of understanding it all. But we took all this information. We have all of this about ourselves. And the only way of truly owning it and knowing all of that information is to be able to experience it. So we come to the earth to experience ourselves. And then we wipe out our beliefs. We decide what we want to experience next, what we want to correct. If we feel we have to correct something, some karmic thing. And we come down into the next life with a purpose of what we want to experience in that life in order to keep growing. Oh, this is who I am. Oh, wow. Wow, I have this much power. So we're constantly learning about ourselves, learning about our power, learning about our divinity, connection to the God source, to the force. So if we don't have control over that, if God is going to be telling us what to do, how do we consciously grow then? The word conscious is very, very important. Because it's your conscious mind that must understand everything. It is your conscious mind that gets to release any of the nonsense and garbage that's hidden in the unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind is not going to release anything. Not by itself, because that's what the brain does. It holds on to everything because out of survival, that's how we created it. And it's not until our conscious mind acknowledges something good, better, and different that it is released. That's what my book is about. That's what my work is about. And so everything, what benefit does it do us other than a nice experience to let somebody else or something else control your choices. When we were children, supposedly our parents would know what it was that we would enjoy. And so sometimes when we said we want to go to the beach 
And mom and dad said, well, instead of going to the beach today, honey, let's go to the park because I know this new park and you love going on all the, the rides in the park and they have a new train there. I think you're going to really enjoy that better than the beach today. It's going to be a little bit hot and you might not like it. The water's going to be rough. And as long as you go, okay, mommy and daddy, let's go there and I'll see. Oh, you're right. I was having a good time. Okay. Now that's a little different than now we become adults and not God is our parent. But as adults, God doesn't want to tell us truly what we're going to enjoy. Now, let me just clarify that. Because I am an absolute believer that we can get caught up in the human side of life and totally forget what it was that we have chosen for ourselves to experience, what dream we had for ourselves, like me as wanting to be a professional actor. I thought I was supposed to be a professional actor. So I did leave it over into God's hands to then tell me what was it that I wanted to be, that's in my best and highest interest, tell me. Now, God showed me what it was, but guess what? I still had to choose on my own accord with no help whether I went in that direction. And believe me, I didn't do that right away. When I had my spiritual awakening and was told that I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm meant to do this work, it took me several years before I accepted the message and God was sending it to me every day. A message every day. Yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Until the day I manifested an accident for myself to take me out of my job, to stop my obstinance and my stubbornness, and I went, okay, show me what I'm supposed to do. And it showed me. You're supposed to be a mover and shaker. It was my choice to then act on that. It didn't make it happen for me. It didn't create the accident for me either. I did. My soul did. So you are in 100% control, and that's why. Because you have to know your choices and the outcome of your choices, how to make higher ones, how to let go of making lower ones. It's got to be in your hands. You have to know what's working. Otherwise, there's no point in you coming here to experience your own divinity it would just show it to you. Here, you're divine. There, there you go. Oh, okay, I'm divine. Oh, good, let's play now. And everybody, all the divine children can stay on the other side and play all they want because that's what they were told. They're divine. And all they have to do is just play. We don't have to experience ourselves and make our own choices. God told us we're divine. And, and, and I want to believe what God said. If you think that that's what the plan is, that's why you're stopped. And that's why you're not creating the life you want. Uh, it's hard to sometimes believe that you are in control of your life and that 
with some kind of influence, you just manifested the crisis that you experienced. You manifested the heart attack. You manifested your leg being broken. You manifested a stroke. Damn, who wants to think of all of that stuff? I manifested a slipped disc, a herniated disc that's causing me pain all the time. Why the hell would I manifest that? Because I didn't know I was. And when I look at it and I see what is adding to it, at least I can change something. I can attempt to heal myself. I can attempt to make better choices and better beliefs in myself. And yes, your core beliefs about who you are puts you in control or out of control of your entire life. But back to the beliefs. The greatest power on the face of the earth, the greatest power in life is not love. Love is the second greatest force. Belief is the first one. Without belief, love wouldn't even matter. Because what empowers love is belief in it. Right? Love didn't create us. Belief created us. And once we were created, God loved us. How can he love something he didn't create yet or it didn't create yet? When he created the earth and the firmament and the light and the day and the oceans and the dry land and saw it was good, he had to wait until he created it first before he saw that it was good. But he believed that he could create it first. And his belief that he could create something so wonderful is what manifested it. And then he loved it. <laughs> right? you got to create it first and you create it with your belief and then you'll love it. So you got to believe in yourself first and then you'll love yourself. You got to believe you're in control of your life and then you'll love the control. Even when it seems you're out of control, even when it seems this pandemic, hey, you're in control of whether you get this pandemic or not. Come on. Innocent people aren't getting the pandemic. Non-paying attention people are. Some way, somehow. I'm not being cold here. I'm being legitimately honest. We've got to start looking at our lives in a way that we can take, take control. You can even control a virus once it's inside of you. Now, granted, that takes a lot of faith and belief, believe me. But what are all the luminaries and the doctors, the spiritual doctors and authors are all talking about? They're all talking about how we can heal and heal ourselves, right? So, of course, it takes great belief. But as long as you can acknowledge, all right, I didn't believe strong enough, so I didn't avoid that. I'm going to believe harder. Here we go. Let's do. What do I need to do to believe more? What do I need to do to believe in myself more? I'm going to do that work. I'm going to stop stopping myself. And I'm going to do the work because the more I believe, the greater control I have in my hands. Even the way people treatment, I have control over that. Even being in the right place at the right time, I have control over that. I have control over not being in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
I have control over the diseases and the infections and the viruses that I get affected by. I have control over the jobs that I get. I have control over the dreams that I'm able to achieve. And if I'm not achieving them, it's because I'm not controlling myself in the right way. I have control. I have control over my thoughts. Therefore, I have control over my beliefs. Therefore, I have control over my feelings. I have control over my anxiety. I have control over my sleep patterns. I have control over the food I eat. I have control over everything I think, everything I watch, everything I feel, everything I taste, everything I touch, everything I do. Tell me what you don't have control over. You even have control over paying United States taxes. Don't live in the United States and you won't have to pay United States taxes. Or don't incarnate in a physical life. Remember, they're playing a game here on Earth and you decided to play the game. It doesn't mean you don't have control. It means you're choosing to play the game. So don't use that as an excuse as to, well, I don't have control. I wouldn't have given myself a ticket for speeding. The cop did. That's not in my hands. That's not my control. (laughs) You can argue that point with almost anything. I couldn't control that I got a toothache and it turned out to be a root canal. I can't control that. Really. If you believe you can't control your life, then you're in trouble. Go look at my website, the homepage. One of the sliders is the empowerment prayer that talks about your ability to change everything, which gives you control. So you're controlling yourself right now by listening to the show. And I want to thank you for today. Go back and listen to this again and all my other shows. Stay tuned for some wonderful hosts. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. We'll see you next week. We are approaching the end of January and into the month of love. Hang in there with us, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.